message you're about to listen to is by Reverend Dr. Femi Olaleye of Oikea Christian Center. Remain blessed as you listen. Praise the Lord. Amen. All right, praise God. Amen. If you are glad to be here, shout hallelujah. All right, just a few things before we go to the Word. Um, first of all, um, we have the book, Illumina. Illumina is available for you to get. I think it's 1,500 naira. Then also we have um, two e-books, uh, the Believer's Handbook. And what's the other one is that? Um, seven, the Journey to Perfection. So you can get that. All right, and outside, we'll make sure it's available to you. Praise God. All right, we have Apostle Theo Phillips Danjuma in the house. Praise God. Amen. All right, you're welcome, man of God. God bless you. Amen. We also have in the house, all right, um, Minister Tomiwa Emmanuel. Hallelujah. We love your song. You sing it all the time, so you're very welcome. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. Okay, um, tomorrow morning we'll be having um, Pastor Bolaji, my pastor is going to be around tomorrow, that's in the morning, all right, and we're going to have coordination for a few pastors and ministers because of the work we're doing next um, year, praise God. Now, how many of you remember the sermon yesterday, we talked about the theology of what? Impartation, the theology of impartation. Now, what we're going to be looking at in this session, this session, Shorter because of time, we have to manage time. All right, we're looking at all right the necessity for divine encounters. Necessity for divine encounters. Acts of Apostles, chapter number 26. Acts 26 and verse 14 to 19. We have a lot of folks who do not have. The ministry or want to be in ministry, but who do not have all right definite encounters with God, definite encounters with the Holy Ghost. So they do not have a reference point, something to say, all right, that at so 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 and so time this happened to me. And when you look through scriptures, when you look in the old testament and look at the new testament, you're gonna find out that you do not have anyone who was apostolic or prophetic who did not have a definite moment in time where they encountered God. That encounter designed or directed or gave direction to where their life and ministry went. Praise the Lord. So we're going to look at a few today, looking at this all right a bit. So for me. Real quickly, Acts of Apostles, chapter number what? 20 what? 26, 14, can we want to go? It says, and when we were all falling to the earth, Paul is giving a narration. He said, when we were all falling to the earth, I heard a voice speaking unto me and saying in the Hebrew tongue, Saul, Saul, why persecuted that me? It is hard for thee to kick against the bricks. Verse 15, everybody want to go? It says what? No, everybody, let us read. It says what? And I said, who is that God? And he said, I am what? Jesus, whom thou art persecutest. Next verse, it says what? But rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make thee a minister and a witness both of these things which thou hast seen and of those things in the which I will appear unto thee. Seven, I read, it says what? Delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom now I send thee. Eighteen, it says what? To open their eyes, so he's giving him his what? The mandate of his ministry. Hallelujah. Jesus is the one talking to 
Paul here, letting you know this is what I have called you to do. Now, in this chapter, Paul is narrating this. He's telling you because uh, yeah, it, was, it, was, it was taken to court, you know, before the king. And, and he's saying, this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. This is the conviction. This is the motivation for why I'm doing what I'm doing. So he says, to open your eyes and darkness to light, and from the power of Satan to God, that they may receive forgiveness of sins and inheritance among them, which are sanctified by faith that is in me. 19. What does he say? Everybody really says, whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not what? Disobedient unto what? The heavenly vision. One very important thing divine encounters do or does for you is that it what gives you conviction concerning what your call is. Hallelujah. These encounters become a reference point for your persuasions and decisions. So when you are asked, why are you doing ministry where you are doing ministry? Or why are you doing what you're doing? You will say, at so, so, so time, I had an encounter and the Lord said, do this, this, and this. I am not guessing. I am not assuming. I'm under divine instruction. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise So two things. Conviction, and he gives you what? Courage. Now, let us examine the life of a few men and the encounters they had with God. It's a very simple message. Praise God. Simple message. I, will pray. I may not be able to finish it because it's quite much. Genesis chapter number 12. Hallelujah. Genesis chapter number 12 and verse 1. Can we read? What does it say? Now the Lord had said unto Abraham, Get thee out of thy country and from thy kindred and from thy father's house unto a land that I will show thee. Notice. Abraham leaving his father's house in his kindred was not due to that analysis. It was not due to what CNN said. It was not due to what people said. Oh, life is better in Canada or life is better in UK or life is better in Australia. He was leaving his father's house. He was leaving Babylon, Chaldea, all right, based on what? Instruction. Praise the Lord. Instruction. Into a land that I will show thee. So that on the way there, if challenges came up and he began to face difficult challenges, difficult things, he could say, I didn't set out on this journey because I wanted to. I am on this journey because I was instructed to. So you find that men of faith were usually men and women that were under instruction. Instruction from the Spirit of God, all right, through angels or whatever medium that was used, was the basis, was the reference point for what they did. All right? Sue, can we read, continue, please? It says what? And I make of thee a what? A great nation. And I will bless thee and make thy name great. Shall be a blessing. Verse 3. Can we read? Everybody want to go. It says what? Uh-huh. Go on. In thee shall all the families on the earth be there. Now, if you study Abraham's story, you will find that at different points in that journey, he had different encounters with God. Different encounters. Praise the Lord. There was a time where uh, Sodom and Gomorrah was going to be destroyed. The Bible says angels appeared to Abraham. Hallelujah. All right, they ate with him. He made food for them and they told him, Oh, we're going to be destroying this place. Then there was a time where 
had visions of the night. Hallelujah. All right. And he offered sacrifices and the fire came from and you understand encounters definite encounters definite encounters so you find that no wonder they were men and women of conviction they didn't assume they were sure the bible says that they looked for a city whose builder and maker was God a city they had not seen why? Because they had caught, it was not, so, 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 you know, when people talk about faith, they think faith is blind. Faith is not blind. Faith is. You see, your faith is blind because it's, 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 it's pseudo-faith. A man of faith has eyes. He has seen something you have not seen. So conviction is driven by what he has seen. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Glory to God. The reason why it looks blind is because most times we are running on assumption. I was talking to someone, I said, whenever you find that there is a fact of a particular ministry, a particular kind of ministry, you will find that everybody will begin to hear that God has called them to it. So when it is apostle, thank God we have an original, authentic apostle here. Amen. But you know, when it's apostolic, everybody says, I'm a, I, God called me to be an apostle. Then when it was prophet, you, you know, it's prophet reign time now. Everybody's prophet now. In fact, there's major something, you know, there's Sia, there is this one. So there was someone that called himself major. Then I would say, ah, this is like the name is working. They are now calling themselves major, you know, captain, you know, all sorts of stuff. Amen. Assumption. Listen to me. In the realm of the spirit, assumption is not recognized. don't recognize a name you gave yourself. Praise God. If you say you are an apostle and you're now going to a very dangerous geographical location. <laughs> you know, there's ministry in Lagos then there's ministry in some parts. Hmm? I remember there was a time we went to hold I, normally, I used to do used to the church in Surulere, you know, students and all. One time, we were invited to one church. That church, eh, Pastor Day, you remember, was around Lekki, but the poor side of Lekki. You know, there's rich side of Lekki, there's poor side of Lekki. Around that place where there were, you know, people live on water. You understand? That's when the invited come and have a crusade. I remember when I was preaching, it was the toughest someone I've ever preached. You know when you are preaching and you are, it's like you are talking to a cupboard. But there were people there. Very serious stuff. So I knew that after preaching, confrontation was the next thing. Praise the Lord. Ah, you know. And I like confrontation. Especially because you see, there's nothing that gets me turned on like demonic presence. I like it. I like it. Because it is, there is no other way for you to prove this thing. Like it. Are you following? Come and see full demonic possession. Ha! No, you know, there's one, there's one, one, one person is talking in the voice of many waters. How many of you have seen? Ha! Voice of one, and you will see it's young child. It was everywhere. Praise God. But you know, I, I, and I was enjoying the out, and they were coming out. I mean, if you know what I'm talking about, come out. And you, you know, person, ah, and goes, ah, ah, you know, you're nice. 
God. And it was the demonstration of power that broke it. So you see, many times, if you call yourself an apostle, you find out that you're not going to get the results apostles get. Praise God. Because you're not called to be that. Like, so if you're not around yesterday, go and get that message. You remember we talked about when God calls a man, he calls him to do either of four things. Number one, a pioneer. Correct? Number two, is a what? A partner. Number three, a what? A waterer. Number four, a sons or associates. Not everybody God calls to be a pioneer. It's not a shop. Ministry is not a shop. It's not, I have, I have, I have served you, now I want to go and start my own. No, there's no... <laughs> We're not selling cement here. It's not cement selling all. Do you understand? It's ministry. God has ordained ministry to function through father-son relationship. That's why impartation is personal. You will never find that ministerial portion and inheritance was handed from one man to another one and there was no relationship. You won't find it. You will not find it. Even with Saul, there was a relationship between Samuel and Saul. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. Why? Because God is not in the business of raising rebels. Like I said yesterday, walk miracles today, impregnate half of the choir tomorrow. That, that's not what we are doing here. Praise God. So there must be, it's the supernatural and order. Amen. A system where there's an apostolic oversight, pastoral oversight over whatsoever anyone is doing. Because the last days, we don't have time to waste. Praise God. All right, let's continue. So we said Abraham. Now, Genesis 13, verse 14, quickly. You can just write them down. All right, so an encounter with the presence of God was the basis for which Abraham left his own home to seek another country. There was a specific and definite encounter that set off the journey of faith. Then we also have the example of Jacob. Jacob in Genesis chapter 28, verse 11 to 17. Many people don't realize that Jacob had not had an encounter with God before his birthright of his brother. I hope you know that. Jacob did not have an encounter with God. He didn't steal the birthright because the angel said, go and steal the birthright. No. He did that because naturally he was a cheat. The Bible says that Jacob is supplanter. That means he's a wire guy, 419. Hallelujah. Yeah, that's what he was. But on his way, after stealing the blessing, so to speak, stealing the blessing that was ordained for him to have, by the way, praise God, on his way to Lebanon's house, look at what, he says, and he lighted upon a certain place. All right? And tarried there all night because the sun was set and he took of the stones of that put them down for his pillows and lay down in that place to sleep. Verse 12, everybody read. One to go, it says what? And the, behold, the angels of God ascending and what? Descending on it. 13, what does he say? He says, and behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord, God of Abraham, thy father, and the God of Isaac, the land wherein thou liest, to thee will I give it, and to thy seed. He had never heard this before. Praise God. All right, and thy seed shall be as the dust of the earth, and thou shalt spread abroad to the west, and to the east, and to the north, and to the south, and in thee and in thy seed shall all the families of the earth be blessed. Now, he had stolen the blessing. 
but he had not yet encountered the God of the blessing until here. Praise God. Now, Jacob now had a reference point. Are you following what I'm saying? He now had a reference point. I remember Kenny Hagin will talk about when he wants to minister this, um, to the sick. He will re refer to the time where the Lord Jesus appeared to him and put his two fingers in his hand. And say, if you tell the people this story as a reference point, and if they believe it, whoever you lay your hands on, the power of God is going to flow from you to them and they will be healed. Apostle here, I've had him many times talk about the time he had a vision of Jesus. It's a reference point. Definite encounters. Because encounters are landmarks. Hallelujah. They are landmarks. They are punctuations in the spectrum of time. Hallelujah. They are punctuations in the spectrum of time. You say, this was when I received this. Because you see, impartation is tangible. Oh, hashigarahandis. You would know. Listen, if you cannot put a date to it, it wasn't real. You hear what I said? If you cannot put a date to it, it wasn't real. Notice, the record we have here, it was not as though when Jacob had the encounter, he started writing it in his diary. No. He must have related the story later on. It means that the encounter was so, was, was so impactful that he left an indelible mark on his memory. Couldn't forget it. This is what happened. This is what God said. This is what happened. This is what God said. And for 4,000 years, people were relating. And every single step a whole nation made was based on the encounters of these men. It was a divine encounter. Hallelujah. 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 All right, I have like 20 minutes left and I have to, have to close. Praise God. Now look at, then we have, all right, in Genesis 31 verse 3, God speaks to Jacob the second time. Hallelujah. Genesis 31 3. God speaks to Jacob the second time. And the Lord said unto Jacob, Return unto the land of thy fathers and to thy kindred, and I will be with thee. Why was it important for him to hear from God? Because Laban was a bad guy. And if you read his story, all right, Laban came after him. Hallelujah. Praise God. All right. So God told him, go. Look at Genesis 32, 24 to 32. Genesis 32, 24 to 32 was about to meet, all right, Esau. All right, then you now find that an angel of the Lord appeared as a man and wrestled with Jacob. Wrestled with him. Praise God. All right? All right, and Jacob, no, I said Genesis 32, 24. Genesis 32, 24. Praise God. Can we read it together? And Jacob was left alone. And there wrestled a man with him until the breaking of the day. Hallelujah. There's something there, but I can't, I can't go of time. When it says Jacob was left alone, some of us are too crowded. You are too surrounded with too much distractions for you to have an encounter with God. You are surrounded with too much associations that are not divine. That takes your time. It takes your focus. Some of us is football. I was saying someone that one of the reasons why the power of God is not strongly manifested, manifested in some churches on Sundays is because of the premiership. You've spent the entire Saturday watching every match. Man of God, you are supposed to preach the next day. 
You have watched this 12 o'clock match. You've watched the 2 o'clock one. You've watched the 4 o'clock one. Then La Liga has come, you're watching it. Is it Finzaghi you want to preach on Sunday morning? Hallelujah. You're too busy, too surrounded. For God to talk to you. And when, uh, he says, and when he saw that he prevailed not against him, he touched the hollow of his thigh. And the hollow of Jacob's thigh was out of joint as he wrestled with him. 26. So what did he say? Everybody want to go. He says what? And he said, let me go for the day break it. And he said, I will not let thee go except thou what? Bless me. See the hunger. We're going to get to that when we get to Elisha. All right. How to have divine encounters. Hallelujah. He says, and he said unto me, what is thy name? And he said, Jacob. Ah, Jacob means what? Supplanter. It means cheat. It means four nine. Praise God. Yeah, 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 oh boy. Glory to God. And he said, thy name shall be called no more Jacob, but Israel. For as a prince, as thou authority with God and with men, and as what? Prevail. Definite encounter. So when Jacob shows up and says, I am no longer Jacob. My name is Israel. What is his reference point? An encounter. Are you following what I'm saying? It's an encounter. When you see a man, all of a sudden, he's moving in healing ministry. You didn't see healings with him. You're not seeing cripples rising up, the dead being raised. There is an encounter that is the reference point for that operation. You see a man, for 10 years, they were in one center, one location. All right, in two years, they're in 100. Believe me, it's not mathematics. It's an encounter. Are you following what I'm saying? Something happened somewhere. Huh. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Encounter causes men to relate with you differently. Because it differently. It causes doors that were shut before to open. Without prayer. You will not be one. What's going on here? Because life is spiritual. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You see, in ministry, there's the branding and all the graphics, but graphics doesn't carry grace. It's men that carry grace. Praise the Lord. The Bible calls God the Father of Spirits. So if He's the Father of Spirits, it means that there is no spirit in a body God cannot reach. Hallelujah. Which therefore means that is spirits in a body respond to you in large numbers. There is some oh Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You find out that you don't have help in ministry. You don't have people to help you to accomplish the plan. Do you understand? What is lacking? I found that is an encounter. An encounter with God in his word. An encounter with God in the Holy Ghost. Once that happens, it becomes a reference point. You even take it to God in prayer. If you study the life of Jacob, you will find out that many times God will refer to when he met him in Bethel. He said, this is the Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who you encountered at Bethel. So let him know that, you see, I am the same one you met years ago. And I'm the same one telling you this again. Listen, your relationship, the, the scriptures, the word of God that we read, 
actually, it should not be something that we just read, you know, like a book of literature. No. It is a book, hallelujah, that gives you the raw materials to encounter the person the book is talking about. Yes. God healed in scripture. But you need to encounter the God that is the healer. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. All right, miracles. He did great signs and wonders with men in the scripture. But what has he, you know, you need to encounter it for you. For you. He's a sanctifier, bless God. He's a purifier, bless God. He changes men. He changes their desires. Has he changed you? Yes, I have a victory over sin. Are you experiencing that victory? Hallelujah. He provides one. Oh, glory to God. Jehovah, Jehovah, yeah, we sang the song. We've danced about it. Okay, are you seeing the miracle of provision? Hmm? Praise God. How come everything that comes to your hand, it makes sense? You understand? It always makes sense. If it makes sense, then there is nothing supernatural about it. And if, if it's a God that brings supernatural provision, I want to see that in my life. Are you following what I'm saying? Glory to God. There needs to be an hunger in you for more. Do you understand? You have to be hungry. Listen, you have to be hungry. And hunger is actually regulated by the understanding that there is something more you have not yet experienced. Listen. There is something I found out with that the Christocentric, you know, there's a group for themselves, the Christocentric community. Everybody's Christocentric or should be Christocentric, but you know what I mean? It's a political, religious group. You understand? Now, but pay attention. I'm not, I'm, not, I'm just saying. One thing I found out that, that when I, I used to subscribe to that, you know, some of the political things there, was that we have every single thing in Christ. It's correct, right? Yeah, you have everything in Christ, in the Holy Ghost. Is that correct? But the thing is, you have not yet experienced everything that is in Christ that you have. You have not. You have it. But you, you can. It's like you have an iPhone. It has a billion functions. You have it, but you have not used every single function there. Is that correct? So even though you have it, you have not enjoyed every single thing that you have to the fullness of its capacity. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. If God provides, I want to see it. Glory to God. Glory to God. Yeah. I want to do $10 million projects. And sleep well at night. Because I know God will come true. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 I want to plant 500 churches. And sleep well. I'm not saying, see the Lord I'm carrying. No, no. I want to know how that happens. Praise God. Bishop David Deco will tell you there was a time he got to know I can never before encounter. Encounter. Healing ministers will tell you if I lay my hands on anyone and the fire jumps out of this hand, you understand? They will tell you. It's not um, Greek or Hebrew. You understand? They will tell you this is how this thing works. Are you following? Look at Pastor Adibu, you can, you can send your Pastor Adibu. The doctrine is not clinical. Some, they know God. Ah. These guys know God. 
I was with one of his sons recently. And he said, Baba, he's almost 80. And every Holy Ghost uh, Congress, they used to do prayer work. And the man is leading 300,000 ministers. Prayer work for four hours. In tongues. He still does his prayer work at night. In tongues. Praise God. The man still does his 40 day, I'll be 70 day prayer, uh, prayer and fasting every single year. Ah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise the Lord. 70 days prayer and fasting. Nightly prayer walk. Hallelujah. I was with one of them, one of those fathers, and he was praying for me, and the way the man was praying. You know when you you know you know you know that electricity you feel on you know that electricity you feel on ah glory to God those people are heavy men ah I've missed that for many many years but dear God when those hands came on my head praise the Lord and the thing was like who this man you know what I'm saying it just was going like that I was going like that very constant. Heavy current that was just constantly increasing in intensity. Hallelujah. With words that are no, no. Listen to me. Divine encounters. Clear cut divine encounters. Praise God. Let me just round up. We'll continue tomorrow. Or I think I have just 10 more minutes. Because I want to make sure Apostle is able to. Anyway, when Apostle say we should leave here, that's when we leave here. Praise God. <laughs> It didn't come all the way from worry to be hurried. I be man of God. So, those of you watching online, don't worry. We didn't forget you. Praise the Lord. God bless you for joining. Amen. Can we be, be, give a shout to just welcome our online audience, David? We have people watching from Debrecen, Hungary, our online church. Many in, in Debrecen, Hungary. Nike, hello, Bolaji. Hello, God bless you then um, from Canada and from America. Thank you for joining. God bless you. All right, now let's continue. All right, now. So, the life and journey of Jacob was punctuated by encounters. The powerful thing about encounters is that they become reference point as you move through life. You begin to know that if God did this for you before, he will do it again. Now, when you look at the life of Moses in Exodus chapter 3, verse 1 to 22, you find that Moses had an encounter with an angel. You know that burning bush? It was an angel. Hallelujah. Praise God. Believe me, Moses would not have gone to Egypt to bring God's people out on a wonderful advice. He wouldn't have printed flyers, glory to God, and started a political movement. He would die. But he saw the invincible. The man of God said, it is them that see the invisible that do the impossible. You need to hear from God. Ah! Ah! You need to hear from God. There are things you can never do. Things you can never change until you hear that voice. Glory to God. Exodus 3, 1 to 22. You can read it when you get home. But what do we learn? What will an encounter with God do for you? Number one, it will get your attention on the eternal, away from the mundane. That's what we see in, Genesis, in Exodus chapter 3. Number two, 
it will increase your consciousness of the voice and presence of God. Number three, it will magnify the revelation of the nature, power, and character of God. Moses said, who shall I say send me? He said, uh, you tell them, I am sent you. I am sent you. So God reveals himself as the eternal one who pre-existed time to Moses. Praise God. Number four, it will clarify God's eternal purpose for your life. So in Genesis 3 encounter, Moses receives the mandate for his life. Praise the Lord. <laughs> yes, there's a place of going to scriptures and say, Oh, the purpose of my life is to know God. Hallelujah. And to make him known. That's fantastic. That's good. That's scripture. And we're going to look at word encounters in a moment. Praise the Lord. But you see, that revelation in the scripture does not change your life until you become it. Because when you study in scripture, there are certain words Paul uses for knowledge. You have, all right, um, you have words like, all right, gnosis. Then you have words like genosco. Then you have words like epignosis. Epignosis actually speaks of a knowledge that you know, you are intimate with, and you become. You become it. So when you find men that are word men and are telling you that I did this or I am doing this because the word said and you see results, it's because it is not just intellectual knowledge. They have eaten that word. They are They have eaten, they've become, they've become the revelation. They've gotten to a point they will stake their life on that word. Listen, a revelation of the word that you cannot stake your life on is not real to you. It's not real. Hallelujah. It's not real. When you get to the point where you hear Jesus say, come out of the boat into the water and walk. Hallelujah. Remember that story? Peter was in the boat and Peter said, Lord, if it is you, tell me to come on the water. And Jesus said, come. Hallelujah. On the come, Peter got out of the boat. Until the word of God is able to persuade you. Hallelujah. To ignore natural realities. And step on the truth of the word. It's not real to you. It's not real to you. <laughs> You get to that point where the word of God has fully persuaded you and you said this thing cannot fail. I, I, are you following what I'm saying? Yeah? It cannot fail. It cannot fail. Glory to God. Eh? You understand? It cannot fail. not fail. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say aloud with me. The word of God is my rock. It cannot fail. Louder. It cannot fail. It cannot fail. Therefore, I cannot fail. I am a success. I am a success. I am a victor. I am a victor. I am a success. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let me just wrap this up quickly. Woo, glory. 
Glory to God. Number four, say God's clarify God's eternal purpose for your life. Number five, it shows you your office, your place, and your mission field. Your office, your place. When you start asking, I don't know. Not knowing is a proof that you lack an encounter. Because one thing an encounter with God's spirit does is that you come to know. Praise God. If there is a thing about, the God, about God's spirit is that he makes you know. Praise God. Amen. Number six. Sixteen, an encounter does. Is that an encounter will bring an assurance of God's abiding presence. <laughs> Remember Elisha. A, a king has sent an army. Sent an army. Praise the Lord. <laughs> you know, we only have one clear place of Elisha's encounter with the supernatural. Remember? All right. I, do, I, think, I don't think I have time, but I would have shown that to you. He was at Jordan with Elijah, right? So we now find that at that place, in that, you know, in that place, Elisha says, Elijah says to Elisha, what do you want? Elijah, Elisha says, I want a double portion of your spirit. That means I want to be lead prophet after you. Elijah said, if you see me go, you got it. Hallelujah. That's all. It was enough for Elisha. Elisha saw him go. He says, my father, my father, the chariots of Israel and the horsemen thereof. Amen. And based on that alone, this guy takes the clothes that Elijah dropped. Hallelujah. He said, I saw, I saw him go. If I saw him go, that's my reference point. Hallelujah. Look at him and say, my reference point. That's my reference point. Some of you, your reference point is, hands have been laid on me. Remember we talked about words don't die yesterday. And that when words of prophecy come out of God's servant to you, it is a reference point in prayer. So you go as you are praying and you say, God's word through God's servant said, A, 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 A. Therefore, For me, Reverend George said to me, international doors are opened. Reverend George said to me, where my foot has gotten to, you will get there. You understand? He said it, it was, he might have forgotten. I cannot forget. I cannot forget. Praise the Lord. Amen. Amen. God has to uphold the words of his servant. Why? Because you see, God is liable. The Bible says he performs the counsel of his prophet. Is that not what it says? He performs it. Glory to God. You need to learn spiritual warfare. We war in the realm of the spirit with words. Praise the Lord. When angels battle in the realm of the spirit, don't think that they use sword and they are doing samurai. That's not what they are doing. king shidori. That's not what they are doing. Take the fireball, then the devil will block it. No. It is a warfare with words. The Bible it calls, all right, uh, the, the, the metaphor he uses, all right, for an instrument, an offensive instrument. In the Roman army gear is a sword. And he said, and the sword of the spirit, which is what? The rema. That which is said. 
told that means that which is swear said he says swore. Praise God. So we cut down with words. We build up with words. We receive with words. Then also we lose ground with words. Hallelujah. 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 Can I just get someone to just laugh, you know, a bit? Hallelujah. Remind the devil you want glory to God. Amen. <laughs> Praise God. Glory to God. And the last thing is, an encounter does is usher you into the realm of signs and wonders so that those you are sent to will believe. Remember, Moses had two signs he was to go with. Don't let anyone tell you results don't matter. Results matter. Results matter. Because it's impossible for you to encounter the divine and the physical not be displaced when you show up. Signs and wonders, hallelujah, are the displacements of physical order, the suspension of the physical because it has been superimposed by a supernatural presence. You cannot encounter the angelic and the physical realm doesn't, doesn't say you did. Results matter. Praise God. Paul said, I'm an apostle and I've proven it. Signs and wonders, I've proven it. He said, the works of an apostle was found in my hand. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. Have you been blessed? Have you learned something? We'll have time tomorrow, all right, to continue this. But I have to, all right, stop here. Lift up your hands and pray in the Holy Ghost. You have just listened to a message by Reverend Dr. Femi Olale of Oikea Christian Center. For other messages, visit our website at www.oikiacc.org. Remain blessed.